amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Somebody call 911. Shotty fire burning on the dance floor. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. It's that time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. And it's on a fine Sunday morning. And I got to do what I got to do. We are in the fifth week of fantasy football. Bye weeks are in effect. Uh, We got the Jets on a bye. Carolina Panthers on a bye. Miami Dolphins and the Minnesota Vikings. So, 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 guess what? Some of these, some of these teams, uh, like I'm getting some flack from the background, but number some of these teams need need bye weeks to get try to get themselves together. Yeah, I'm talking to you, the Miami Dolphins. Absolutely, uh, new coach. They're gonna come back uh, with a hopefully for the Dolphin fans for a rejuvenated. Team, retooled team uh, with a different attitude, more physical. Um, and you know what? I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into that. Okay? Before we get into the the, the uh, matchup for this week, uh, you know, like I said, you got Chris Ivey sitting out there. He's, he's not going to be in the lineup. Brandon Marshall, a lot of people have uh, been playing him. He's been balling. He's not going to be there. You got uh, Cam Newton sitting on the sidelines. You got uh, Greg Olson sitting on the sidelines. You got AP all day sitting on the sidelines. Um, and um, you got Jarvis Landry and Richard Matthews of the Miami Dolphins sitting on the sidelines. But there's one guy I didn't mention. He happens to be on the Miami Dolphins. Before I get into the picks, there's two guys that are sitting on the sidelines that one you may want to go after. The other one I know is sitting uh, on a waiver wire without a doubt. Without a doubt. Guy that balled out when called upon. A rookie, no less, balled out when called upon. And this is my first sleeper pick to pick up for next week. Because I think this kid... It's shown something, thrown into the fire, and was able to respond 
I think he's going to have a bigger role going forward. Uh, he, he hails from the uh, Minnesota Vikings, a little-known guy. And I tell you what, I think I'm going to pick him up in a couple of my leagues just just to see, put him on the end of my bench, see what happens, because I think this kid's going to ball out. I really believe that. And uh, before I get into my picks, I'm going to bring this kid up. I'm trying to get all his information in front of me before I uh, reveal it, because um, this may be a uh, uh, somebody that you want to use some a sleeper for from the from this bye week on uh, that uh, come out of nowhere, but you heard it here first. Just remember that you heard it here first. I like this kid; he's a wide receiver. He um, he's sitting um, probably third or fourth on probably fourth on the depth chart in Minnesota. Um, for all you Minnesota Vikings fans, you probably know about this kid. He hails from the uh, great state of uh, College of Maryland. Six six foot four, six foot, one hundred ninety one pounds. He balled out. Um, like I said, he had six catches out of ten targets for eighty seven yards. Um, I'm talking about Stephon Diggs. Remember that name, Stephon Diggs from the University of uh, uh, Maryland, a wide receiver. Uh, he caught sixty percent of his passes that were thrown to him, um, and he went. He was going up against an elite uh, defensive backfield in, in, in Denver, and he created a lot, ton of space against that defense and flashed. The uh, playmaking ability um, that, uh, uh, in my opinion, deserves to be put on your benches. Now, if it's a 10-team league, maybe not so. 12-team league is on the borderline. But if you had a 14-, 16-team league, uh, why not put them at the end of your bench? Uh, week six comes back. Quite naturally, week six is going to be more bye weeks going forward. Um and with the uh, only really healthy receiver in Mike Wallace, uh, because of uh, uh, Jarius Wright and Ch- Charles Johnson, both of these guys are really not doing too much. I know I'm spending a lot of time on this kid, but I'm I'm, I'm telling you, uh, he's got playmaking ability. Why not put him on your bench? Definitely put him on him. It's 14-16 team league. Uh, you have nothing to lose but but a roster spot, and wait and see what happens in week six. And uh, you go from there. Week six, they go up against, uh, let me see who they go up against uh, in um, Minnesota, who they go up against uh, in week six. Bear with me for a minute, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let you know in a minute. Uh, Let me go this route, and and I'll find that real quick. Uh, No, I'll do this. Bear with me for a minute, people. We're being here for an hour and a half, so we got plenty of time to, to get get our business done here. Uh, but I want to give you the best information I can possibly give you um, to be a step ahead of your uh, other members in your league. So I'll, I'll go this route and see in week six who Minnesota goes up against, and that would be uh, – the uh, Kansas City Chiefs at home. So 
in my opinion, I'd pick him up. And, and uh, like I said, see what happens. He's going up against Kansas City, who's who's been very generous to wide receivers. Um, and if, like I said, if Charles Johnson and um, Jarius Wright, even if they're healthy, n- neither one of these guys have been balling out. And this kid looks hungry. Um, Stephon Diggs, wide receiver from Minnesota. All right. Here we go. We're going to start this week off. Like I said, the 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 bye weeks have, have kicked in. Week this is the second week of bye weeks. Week five. I told you that uh, the number to call in is three four seven six three seven three two two zero. Three four seven six three seven three two two zero is a place to be if you want to talk to JT, and that's me. I also have a chat room sitting out there. The chat room is for your convenience. If you want to. Lay your knowledge in that chat room, make a comment, make a statement, or ask a question in that chat room. You could also do that, too. Um, I uh, put that out there just for you so you can so you can enjoy that chat room. So what I'm going to do is this. Let's start off with the first game. Unfortunately, my Indianapolis, my Houston Texans didn't do well on Thursday, but Aria Foster came back and balled out, was more effective in the passing game versus the running game. Uh, for the second week in row, Andrew Luck sat down. Matt Hasselback, 40 years old, uh, and it was dealing with a stomach virus. And dealing with some tragic news that his daughter got from um, uh, one of her best friends who I think passed away from a, a bout of cancer. Um, so he, Matt Hasselback's a very conscious guy. So besides being sick, uh, besides uh, um, um, socially conscious, Matt Hasselback, uh, he was able to unfortunately bring his uh, Indianapolis Colts to a win over my Houston Texans in Houston. Uh, we got quarterback issues, uh, and, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins still balled out. Didn't score, but he, he had, what, 10, 11 catches for 160-something yards or something like that. So definitely, you know, he, going forward, he, he's the man regardless. Just like, let me put it this way, people. Andre Johnson dealt with quarterback issues his whole career uh, in Houston. It seems like he just passed the torch off to DeAndre Hopkins who for the last few years has been dealing with quarterback issues, including this year. So um, hot mess uh, in Houston, uh, but got to deal with it. What can I tell you? On to Sunday, and including we're going to do Monday also. So on the Sunday, we're going to jump in here and talk about the first game on the docket, one o'clock games, like we always do. We start with the one o'clock games and, and, and move to four o'clock. 8.30 game, only Sunday night game there is. Quite naturally, the Monday night game. We're going to go through the whole gamut here. Uh, we're going to be here for another hour and 15 minutes approximately. So sit back, get yourself together, take a sip of the coffee just like I'm going to do right now, and let's get rolling with um, the first game on the docket. We're going to, t- we're going to the, to the uh, city of Kansas City with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs 
who are one and three, uh, and 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 in dire need of a win, going up against the uh, Chicago Bears, who got Jay Cutler back and pulled off a, a a win against at home last week against the Oakland Raiders, uh, in a surprise victory uh, that the uh, Chicago Bears pulled off. Well, I know, I know. People going to the Chiefs and saying, "What's wrong with the Chiefs?" Well, look what look who the Chiefs have played in their first four games. Look who the Chiefs have played in the first four games. Uh, a murderer's row of teams. Murderer's row of teams. Okay. You have to think about this. Um, You have to think about this, that the Chiefs, in the first four weeks, even though they've been getting torched, they've been getting torched. Trust me, they've been getting torched. They, the first four four weeks, they played at Houston, which is not an easy thing, even though they pulled off a win. That's the first That's the first and only win. Then they went and played Denver, okay? Denver in their tenacious defense and their offense. Then they go, then they go on the road and play Green Bay in Green Bay. Uh, where Aaron Rodgers is 48 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Then they go to Cincinnati, where Cincinnati is 4-0. So out of the first four teams they played, out of the first four teams they played, the teams they played are 12-3. and The three is the Houston Texans. The other three teams, Denver, Green Bay, and Cincinnati, are four and zero, twelve and zero altogether. So now they get a break. They're playing Chicago at home. Alex Smith has not been doing a bad job. He has uh, um, against Denver quite naturally in that defense. He only threw for 191 yards um, and two interceptions. But against Green Bay and um, Cincinnati. He put uh, Green Bay, he almost threw for 300 yards. In Cincinnati, against Cincinnati, in Cincinnati, he threw over, for, over almost 400 yards, 386 yards, no touchdowns, no turnovers. So even though the um, uh, Kansas City Chiefs record doesn't reflect it, I'm telling you to play Alex Smith on Sunday. Quite naturally, Cam Newton's not there. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's not there. If you have Ryan Fitzpatrick as your starting quarterback, you could. Uh, Alex Smith is a definite play, in my opinion. Home, home against the Chicago Bears, uh, for one. Um, Also, Jeremy Macklin. I got to believe Jeremy Macklin and Travis Kelsey going against Chicago. Chicago put up a fight, desperate mode, playing at home against Oakland. Come on, people. You know Jay Cutler's a turnover machine. You know it's going to happen. It's just not when, when it's going to happen. Where it's going to happen is when. And, you know, Kansas City needs to get back on the winning track here. They're going to be mad as hell. Uh, and I'm telling you, Jamal Charles is going to have a 100-yard game, a couple, uh, at least one touchdown. Um, and Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm calling Jeremy Macklin getting to the end zone. I know 
since almost this time last in 2013, up until what let a week or two weeks ago, Jeremy Macklin uh, didn't score. Uh, a wide receiver hasn't scored in Kansas City. I'm telling you, he's going to score today. He's been a target machine for Alex Smith, and nothing's going to stop here. And against the Chicago defense that uh, can be had on the road, um, I, I'm calling for Kansas City to put a whooping, a whooping on um, Chicago, uh, and uh, Jeremy Macklin and Travis Kelsey get back on the. Uh, um, I'm not back, but get uh, uh, some nice, uh, nice numbers in in this. And you can also this guy he, he scored 27 points, depending on uh, your scoring for kickers. He balled out, even though they didn't score a touchdown. He he kicked uh, multiple field goals to 20 something points. He was one of the highest scorers in fantasy last week. The kicker, very consistent. He's at home. I'm saying that even if they don't score touchdowns, they're going to be in, in field goal range. And Cairo Santos is a pick kicker. Yeah, kickers are people too. Rack up points. Pick him up. Put him in your lineup because he's going to be able to um, pick up some points. The Chicago Bears are 26th against a kicker. I'm telling you, pick pick him up. 25th against wide receivers. I'm telling you, this is the time to, to, that uh, uh, you play your Kansas City Chiefs at home. Mad as hell, want to get back on a winning track, and Chicago is the perfect remedy for that. All right. Let's move on to uh, another one that uh, – Somebody call 911. How about uh, on the Chicago side? Matt Forte is a good play here. Um, he's an every, every week play. Every week play, in my opinion. Every week play, in my opinion. And, and de- definitely this week. Now, the uh, Martellus Bennett, it's October, but Martellus Bennett is still born because there's really no options that, that that's viable options uh, with Alshon Jeffrey out and uh, 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 Marquise Wilson and uh, Josh Bellamy um, and Eddie, uh, Eddie Royal. If Eddie Royal is the uh, um, healthy, because he's dealing with some uh, injuries himself, then uh, uh, then uh, you can um, put him in there. But he's listed as questionable and has not practiced all this week. So there's a strong indication that he may not play this week. So there'd be limited options in Chicago. So I wouldn't even recommend uh, any of the wide receivers outside of Eddie Royal playing. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is is uh, more than likely not playing. Um, so it is what it is. Let's move on to uh, another matchup in. Uh, we're going to go to um, say the Midwest. 
How's that? We stay in the Midwest. I mean, mid, we'll stay in, 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 in mid-America. How's that? How about we go into uh, Cincinnati, where they're hosting the runner-ups of the Super Bowl 49 in the Seattle Seahawks, who had two and two, Cincinnati unbeaten, playing and balling out. All the options in Cincinnati are healthy. And uh, it's going to be a balmy, uh, great weather, 76 around there somewhere in the clear with a, a slight wind, which is going to be inconsequential. So how about we do this? And um, I don't pick winners and losers here. I'm just picking fantasy options. Marshawn Lynch is out, which is very big. Uh, Fred Jackson is questionable after missing two days and getting in limited work on Friday. Um, he's dealing with an ankle issue. I, I know Fred Jackson is a baller and he, he's anxious to play. Thomas Rawls is the rookie that's been um, the main guy. And he's going to probably be rotating with uh, Fred Fred Jackson. It's tough for me to play um, Thomas Rawls. If I was to play him, I'd be he'd be in the flex. Uh, but it's a risky play because you don't know exactly how much play uh, um, Fred Jackson is going to get. And uh, the only role that I can't I can't put him in why I can't put him in a running back too. Uh, Thomas Rawls, I'm talking about, for the simple reason that uh, you don't know how much uh, he's going, how much play he's going to get, and, and uh, we're talking about Cincinnati here, who is uh, um, in, in the middle of the pack, um, preventing fantasy points uh, uh, against running backs. Um, so Russell Wilson and company may have to throw the football. Um, and Cincinnati is uh, uh, around middle of the pack, also, so that means they have a balanced defense uh, uh, against pre- against preventing uh, preventing fantasy points against wide receivers. So, so if there was anything, um, so what we're going to do is this, people, um, on the Seattle side. I wouldn't recommend a running back because uh, you don't know uh, if, if if you had a running back, it wouldn't be Fred Jackson because he's dealing with ankles. It would be Thomas Rawls. If you have him, if whoever has him, put him in a flex. Um, I'm, he's going to be involved in a passing game. Uh, Russell Wilson's probably going to run him for his life uh, because the, the Cincinnati pass rush and, and um, Russell Wilson is one of the m- most sacked quarterbacks, believe it or not in the uh, NFL uh, because of the uh, play of the offensive line um, hasn't been uh, uh, that good. So I'm going with um, Doug Baldwin, who happens to be um, Russell Wilson, one of Russell Wilson's favorite targets. And I'm calling for two players uh, that you could use. You know, it's tough. Wide receiver three, four. Let me put it that way. Doug Baldwin. The Jermaine Curse, I think that's the only way going to be able to move the ball is in the air. And Russell Wilson's going to be scrambling for his life. Um, so uh, that's how I see that. Jimmy Graham, uh, very inconsistent for all you Jimmy Graham fans uh, who grabbed him up early. You're dealing with name recognition. 
and you should have known better because this is a, a mainly running offense. Um, they're putting too much on Russell Wilson to try to get the job done. And uh, against it, this um, stiff uh, um, Cincinnati defense, uh, playing in Cincinnati, have much confidence that they're playing with. It's going to be tough. Um, I like Jeremy Hill to to, to get it. Um, I think he's a uh, flex option. I think both of these guys are flex options, to tell you the truth. Giovanni Bernard and uh, and um, Jeremy Hill, I think they are a uh, running back by committee until one of these guys distinguishes themselves. Hugh Jackson, I've talked about him before when he was in Oakland. I talked about him before uh, when he first got uh, put promoted to the OC in Cincinnati. He likes to run the football. He likes to set up the run. He's been helping Andy Dalton. I can't think of, uh, I can't give enough compliments to Hugh Jackson in the last uh, two seasons. This this past season, uh, 2014-15 season, and, and this season, 2015-16 season, Hugh Jackson has uh, um, helped Andy Dalton, especially with the weapons they have, uh, mature and be a better quarterback. Uh, and that's why this team is 4-0, because Andy doesn't turn the ball over, and they're very efficient on offense, uh, besides having a very consistent defense. I see A.J. Green, believe it or not, against the Legion of Doom, I believe uh, A.J. Green is going to have a good day. I know a lot of people say, ooh, against the Legion of Doom, and, and Camp Chancellor's back, they haven't scored a touchdown, meaning a, the uh, opposition against the Seattle defense hasn't scored a touchdown in two or three games. And how they how is Cincinnati going to do it? They have weapons, backfield on either side of the line of scrimmage, including the tight end. A lot of weapons: Marvin Jones, Tyler Eifert, AJ Green, Tyler Eifert. Seattle's very uh, uh, vulnerable against the tight end. Okay, twenty first against the tight end. Now they're in the top five against uh, uh, quarterback, running back. Wide receiver, 21st against the tight end. They can be had over the middle against the tight end. That means that linebackers can't keep up tight The safeties can't really keep up with the tight end. So I'm thinking Tyler Afford's going to have a big day. I'm thinking he's going to have a big day. And I like A.J. Green. Uh, I think uh, um, R- Richard um, um, Sherman is going to get burnt. He's only plays on one side of the field, Richard Sherman. Uh, he, he's a scheme uh, DB. In the scheme that they have, he's very good. Take him out of that scheme, different story. So, uh, And he's got to have the backside help uh, in his safeties. So just remember that. I, I like um, the offense of the Cincinnati Bengals. I know I'm spending a lot of time on it, but I want to get stressed. Uh, if you have Marvin Jones, A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert, I, all all these guys deserve to be in your lineup. Uh, not, I may not want to stack them in in, in uh, weekly. Uh, um, uh, if you have one of these guys on on, on your on your team roster, uh, I wouldn't hesitate in putting them in your lineup. 
and, and I think they're going to be able to um, do well for you. All right, let's move on um, to the next game on the docket here, and that would be the uh, interesting. This is very interesting because this this defense. Um, has shown up and the defense on both sides are, I would say surprising, but um, are, um, are raising eyebrows. We're talking about the um, Washington Redskins visiting the Atlanta Falcons in, in, and quite naturally don't have to worry about it. They're uh, it's in the dome. So there's no weather issues here. So let's talk about this game and uh, how I see it. Like I said, I don't pick winners and losers here. I just pick fantasy relevance uh, on either side of uh, um, the, the field in Washington and uh, Atlanta. And, and I think uh, Washington is going to have to try to um, keep up with the offense of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Atlanta uh, is uh, their weakest point is defending against the running back. Okay. And Washington, that's what they do best. They have a three-headed attack in Matt Jones and in no particular order, Alfred Morris and Chris Thompson. If you're missing a running back, you're missing a running back, and you need some help, especially if it's in a PPR league. Uh, he's probably sitting on your waiver wire as a free agent. Pick up Chris Thompson. Pick him up. I'm telling you, put him in your flex because he's going to be involved in the passing game. And uh, I think because uh, of the vulnerability of the um, Atlanta Falcons Defense in the running back against the against the running back position, Chris Thompson will give you decent fat. I'm calling for double digit numbers for Chris Thompson in the flex position. Double digits for the simple fact is he's going to be he's going to be involved somewhat in the running game, but big time in the passing game. Uh, been consistent for uh, the last few weeks. And uh, I do believe that he's going to be able to give you some nice points. Chris Thompson, I know a lot of people. I know he's sitting on a waiver wire for a lot of uh, you guys in, in the, um, in the um, who play fantasy. And all I can tell you is he's going to – give you some good fantasy points. Like I said, uh, the Falcons are their weakest point is against the running back position. And this would be a good spot for you to, um, with the loss of Chris Ivory, the loss of AP, those who pay Jonathan Stewart, uh, the loss of Lamar Miller. uh, Chris Thompson is a viable Flex option. Trust me when I'm telling you this. Um, he's one of the better options this week in the flex uh, because he's the dual threat running back that you know is going to be involved in the uh, passing game. 
and uh, it's going he's going to benefit from Kirk Cousins dumping it off to uh, to a running back, and, and I, I like him a lot. Uh, Alfred Morris, he's the lead back, um, and like I said, they're going to be running the football. They're going to try to play keep away. Uh, that, that's 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 what they do. They run the football, um, and it, to slow down a high-powered offense like the uh, Atlanta Falcons, the undefeated Atlanta Falcons, you have to play keep away. That means ball control. That means running the football, and uh, um, and, and limit the amount of passes Kurt uh, Cousins uh, um, throws. So. Um, there's another guy here, and you got Deshaun Jackson out. Andre Roberts is in the doghouse. Another sleeper guy in this um, offense is Jamison Crowder, a wide receiver from the uh, uh, Washington Redskins that was involved in the passing game last week. And uh, I, he's going to uh, be targeted again um, that uh, uh, Kirk Cousins – I'm telling you. Okay, you're missing Brandon Marshall. You're missing guys uh from the um passing game and wide receivers <clears throat> and you and you and you don't have you you're searching for a wide receiver. You got nothing to lose. If you need you're searching for a wide receiver, you can put this guy in. now. I know it's it's a crapshoot, but you got nothing to lose. If you ha- you don't have and he's sitting there. I'm almost guaranteed he's sitting on that waiver wire looking for you. Jameson Crowder. Pierre Garçon is going to be a, a, a handful in here too. Um, on the other side, what can I say? What can I say? The uh, Washington Redskins um, are um, eighth against quarterback, first against running back, preventing fantasy points. Okay, that's their strong suit. Uh, so don't expect a lot from Kirk Cousins, um, and they're. I mean, excuse me, don't expect a lot from Matt Ryan, but Atlanta's playing home, and I, I have to believe that uh, he, um, Julio Jones, who – now, you got to watch this. you got to look at the uh, uh, injury because Julio's dealing with a hamstring, and he was he's, I think he's listed as questionable, if I'm not mistaken, which is not a good thing, which is not a good thing. Uh, and he not just his hamstring, but he also has a, a toe, and he was limited all practice this week. But he, he's expected to to play. Um, and, and Julio's a gamer, and, and uh, I gotta believe that he's going to play. And uh, with that being said, um, you put him in there and expect the big things. Another guy I've been talking about um, that. Could be fitting. I don't know because he's been balling out, and I've talked about him for the like the last couple of weeks. Hopefully, you picked him up. I'm talking about the former Washington Redskin going playing uh, playing against his team, uh, a previous team again, which and now he's with Atlanta. And I'm talking about Leonard Hankerson. Um, so if Julio is limited, you can best believe Leonard Hankerson, who's for all intents and purposes, has taken the wide receiver two spot from Roddy White. Uh, is going to get targeted uh, quite a bit in here, and uh, um, it comes off a career best 103 yards and a score on six receptions. So 
I got to believe this. I like both of these guys to get into the end zone at least once. I'm talking about Leonard Hankerson and Julio Jones. And, of course, now, like I said, Washington is number one against preventing fantasy points uh, against the running back. But when you have a running back in Devontae Freeman that scored six touchdowns in the last two weeks, that's right, he's averaged three touchdowns a game. Um, I you gotta believe you gotta play him. Now, Tevin Coleman is coming back from a rib rib injuries, and looks like he's going to be playing. So, I would I would say he's limited. So, you Tevin Coleman fans, uh, owners, I should say, just keep him on the bench because you don't know how much he's going to be involved. I don't think it's it's going to be minimal. I think this is the Devontae Freeman show, and uh, with the offense that. Um, Atlanta can generate in the passing game. He's going to open up uh, holes uh, in the offensive line, a defensive offensive line, whatever way you want to look at it, for Devontae Freeman to run and give him opportunities to, to um, pick up yardage in a passing game and in the running game and also take a trip into the end zone. It is what it is. I'm telling you, uh, I think uh, uh, there's fantasy goodness on both sides of the ball in Atlanta when Washington comes to town. All right, let's uh, move on to the next game on the docket, which would be the oh, 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 ugly bowl down in Tampa Bay. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars visits the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the gift that keeps on giving giving is in um, Jameis Winston. And uh, uh, unfortunately, um, first few games, um, uh, Jameis hasn't done well. Um, Jacksonville is one of the worst teams. Uh, Jacksonville is one and three uh, and zero oh and two on the road, and struggling to post points offensively. The um, Buccaneers are one and three and zero oh and two at home, and um. I know that they're looking to get uh, uh, another win under the belt with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a battle against uh, um, Florida teams. Uh, I like T.J. Yeldon in here. Um, some people list him as the a um, baby uh, Le'Veon Bell. He has been playing well. He had his first 100-yard game. Uh, where he ran for 22, um, ran 22 times for 105 yards in Indy last week. Um, hasn't had uh, too many catches in the, in the passing game, um, but he's clearly the best runner for the Jaguars, and and gets a healthy workload week in and week out. So um, I like him. Maybe not to take a trip in the end zone, but uh, he's he's a decent flex option. And I'm not giving you RB1s and RB2s here for up, up, up until this point. But he's a decent flex option. He's going to get touches, okay? And with running back, touches equals opportunities. He can always break one, but I don't see him getting 100 yards. But I do see him getting uh, double digits, uh, in, especially in, if it's in PPR. Because he's going to catch a, ball, a couple balls out of the backfield. And I think he can get 10 to 20 yards in that. And, and, and uh, 60 to 70 yards 
in the uh, in the rushing department brings them in about to a double digits, and that's a a flex option somewhere around there. All right, um, I like these two wide receivers. One more than the other, and I've been talking to uh, this one wide receiver, number 88 on your program in the Jaguars. I'm talking about Alan Hearns. Um, he's been balling out. He's been better than Allen Robinson. Um, and and uh, he had a season-high catches, 100, uh, excuse me, 11 pass. Uh, he had he caught 11 passes last week for 116 yards and a score. He's scored each of the last two weeks, and and, and uh, I, I see him getting uh, a, a third straight 100-yard um, game in, in here um, or close to it, four or five catches um, and uh, uh, close to 100 yards. And I'm telling you, I told you last week, he, I think he takes a trip into the end zone, and he did. And I think he does it again. He may not be sitting on your waiver wire because people are, uh, um, have finally um, jumped on board. But I've been talking about this kid for a while, and hopefully you've been listening. Alan Hearns. The two Allens are going to be balling out. Um, Blake Bortles likes, loves throwing to these two guys, and, and I don't think it stops against this Tampa Bay defense. That is um, 20th against wide receivers and preventing fantasy points, 25th against running backs in preventing fantasy points. So um, I think uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars will be able to ball out. And I also think because the gift that keeps on giving in Jameis Winston, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, believe it or not, on the road, and I don't say this too often, especially especially for the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, I like them this week. As a sleeper pick in defenses, I know that a lot of people have taken the Giants against the 49ers, and we'll talk about that. Uh, some people have taken the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, be, uh, uh, even though Kansas City in fantasy is rated real uh, low, like near the bottom of um, uh, defenses. But this week, playing at home, and look at the schedule. Like I said earlier, look at the schedule Kansas City's been playing. Now they've got the um, – Chicago coming to Kansas City, pissed off. Uh, they get some relief uh, and with Jay Cutler, who's a turnover machine uh, and, and, and can be sacked very easily. I like uh, um, the Jaguars uh, to do the same thing to Jameis Winston. Excuse me, Jameis Winston, sacking and also creating turnovers. Sneaky play. If you're looking for a defense that. Are you streaming defense because one of your defenses is on a bye, if it's Miami, if it's Minnesota, if it's Carolina, who's one of the top ten defenses in, in all of fantasy, or uh, even um, um, the Jets, why not? Take a flyer on the Jacksonville Jaguars and a quarterback that's uh, um, turnover prone in James Winston. So um, That's your I'm boy, thinking- Jerry. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And and, and what are you are you into the? Because um, I, I didn't see you jump in, and you just jumped in here. Uh, thank. Well, let me people. Let me tell you this, Mister FSP happens to jump on here and just jump into the conversation without me introducing them. But welcome to <laughs> welcome to the show, Victor. 
and, and your intrusion. We appreciate it. How are you today or tonight in your uh, neck of the woods tonight? Well, as you can tell, I woke up just so that I could join you tonight or I appreciate this morning. It. I appreciate uh, it. And, you know, I've been trying to get on with this uh, email invite and finally worked. And I want to let everybody know something. You know, James Brown said he was the hardest working man in show business. Well, <laughs> God rest his soul. But JT, JT is the hardest working man in, in blog talk radio. And uh, I appreciate everything he does for me. So, therefore, I had to sacrifice a little bit of beauty sleep. <laughs> beauty sleep. Yeah, you, you need it, brother. You need Shut it, brother. Up. Don't even do it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I had to sacrifice a little bit just because you've got to show the man um, some deference and love that you get it and give that advice you need it. Especially since, you know, I'm the king of New York and I know everything that's going on. Sorry about your Mets. Not really. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a tough outing. I watched that game. It was tough. Uh, I still think that's a dirty play, but it is what it is. Um, he never. He, he, and, and just, just to, just, to, just to jump off the fantasy football for a minute. Um, if, if he had tried to go for the um, base, second base, I, 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 I have a different opinion. But he strictly went for the, uh, the um, shortstop, um, and I, I got to believe that was a dirty play. Um, and. Uh, uh, how he he wasn't called out, I have no idea, uh, especially uh, the way he went toward the shortstop and not toward the base and didn't even try to touch the base once he got up, just ran off the field. I got to believe that's a dirty play. And, and, and it looked like to, from the first time I looked at it, second time I looked at it, third time I looked at it, every time I've looked at it, it tells me the same thing. That was a dirty play, but it is what it was. It is what it is. They call it the uh, – Good baseball um, play, but in my opinion, it wasn't. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, uh, I'll give you quick thoughts on it, and then we move on. It didn't bother me. Of course not. Nobody bothers me either. (laughs) What? Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jerry. Yes. Jerry. (laughs) Jerry. (laughs) Okay. All right. We can move on. We can move on. We've been talking about the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers now on this, on this matchup. Um, Quite naturally, I do not like Jameis Winston. I told you that I I like the Jaguars defense uh, as a sneaky play in there uh, because Jameis Winston uh, likes to turn the ball over and give it to the other team on a regular basis. And I think he's going to do it at least once in this matchup. Um, uh, I do like Doug Martin for the simple fact that Jacksonville is middle of the pack against the preventing fantasy points against the running back. Um, they're one of the worst defenses, in, 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 believe it or not, they're one of, one of the worst defenses. But in this situation, unique situation, be going against the, uh, especially against the quarterback who does get sacked too, uh, who does take sacks along with the uh, turnovers. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars to. Um, uh, uh, as a play here, uh, I, I like Doug Martin. Uh, he's been playing pretty well um, um, over the last few weeks, even though um, uh, uh, 
he only had a 46-yard effort in week three. Um, only. Only. Yeah, only. But I like him against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, like I said, are middle of the pack against uh, running backs. Uh, they have a two-headed attack and running uh, – um, Charles Sims, who's, pass, for the most part, a pass-catching running back, um, dreaded RBBC running back by committee. Um, one guy I like in here, uh, one's a um, – Wide receiver two in my position, wide receiver two, three, give or take, and the other one's a wide receiver four, or maybe even the flex. Um, talking about Mike Evans is borderline wide receiver two um, because Jameis likes throwing to him, and he's the number one wide receiver. Uh, and and uh, uh, Vincent Jackson, who's been getting some play, uh, I see him as a wide receiver four or maybe, maybe a flex position. Uh, what's your thoughts, Mr. FSP? How you feel? You know I don't like anything Tampa Bay related, but I I know. I I I'll tell you like this though. You know, um Mr. Mike Evans, huge mm-hmm. disappointment for me. Um especially uh since I've drafted him number one as my wide receiver in several leagues against better judgment, uh Ooh. mainly because I know uh, that I don't like Jameis Winston. Um, with that being said, you know, I, I think that uh, Vincent Jackson and the rest of those guys, fantasy owners are going to be very, very disappointed. I think Levy Smith has got the, this team going the way he wants them to go, though, because he's running the rock. Uh, Charles Smith, Sims, uh, or Chris Sims, I'm sorry, He's only only performing Charles in the pass. Yeah, Charles Sims is only performing in the passing attack because right. Jameis Winston needs to check the ball down. Right. Um, I don't think he's worth fantasy value uh, any more than um, a, a, a number three running back because you never know if he's going to get the ball or not. Um, if they give the ball to Doug Martin and let Doug Martin run, that'll make things easier for Jameis. Austin Severian Jenkins comes back in a week or two. Um, so that will also help. But you got to pound the rock. And I'm not saying it's too little too late, but what I am saying is there's a lot that needs to be done in Tampa Bay for me to even think about touching any player there. Uh, I recently added Doug Martin because I needed a running back. Bye weeks are killers. And Doug Martin is on, you know, a lot of waiver wires. Really? Um, yes. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. Well, well, going against Tennessee, Tennessee's a very – not Tennessee, I apologize. Um, oh, geez, I forgot who they're going against today. Uh, Jaguars. The Jagu- Jaguars. Well, yes, going against Jaguars um, isn't an easy task, but – Running against them uh, isn't that difficult, um, especially when you have a bye week situation and you have a lot of running backs. Unless you want to get Booby, Booby Dixon, you know you can get him and and pray for the best. But I'd rather get Doug Martin, you know. So that's the way I look at that, JT. Okay, let's move on to the next game. We got. Uh... Six or seven games left, I think. Something like that. Maybe nine games. Whatever it is. Um, very interesting uh, matchup here in Philly. Uh, we're talking about the Saints, uh, one and three Saints against the one and three Eagles. 
um, somebody's trying to salvage their uh, season, don't want to go one and four, and rather have a, a some some semblance of um, optimacy if they go two and three, um, and got two offenses, one struggling uh, with a lot of firepower, the other one got a lot of firepower, and and, and their quarterback uh, um, is questionably if he's healthy or not. I'm talking about Drew Brees and Chip Kelly's offense. Uh, playing in Philly, where it's going to be a mid-60, partly cloudy day, uh, perfect day for fans um, to watch, perfect day for players to play. Uh, and uh, this is this may be uh, a, fantasy, a fantasy gold mine um, because I think both these teams are going to try to um, throw as much offense against quite naturally, and, and this is no brainer, uh, as much offense, uh, against each, each other, um, to, uh, uh, make it relevant for players who have teams on both sides uh, of, uh, <clears throat> um, teams who are players that have both, um, either Saints or Eagles. So let's go on the Saints side of the ball. I, I, I like, now, even though that the New Orleans Saints uh, historically over the last few years, don't play that well on the road. Um, got ideal conditions. Uh, you got a desperate team uh, coming off a big win in overtime last week against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, one, one, one more week. Um, Drew Brees is, is uh, um, a little bit more healthier from that ailing sh- shoulder. Don't still, still don't think it's completely healed. Um, that's just too quick for a, uh, uh, sprained the rotator cuff to come back. Uh, but he's been gritting it out, and with the weapons that he has, um, I still you got to play Drew Brees without a shadow of a doubt. you got to play Mark Ingram because I think he's going to be able to get you <clears throat> at least uh, 10 to 15 points in the uh, running back position. Uh, I think uh, C.J. Spiller um, woke uh, um, Sean Payton's eyes up a little bit along with a trust value a trust factor for um, Drew Brees. So I think he's going to get more involved and get that Darren Sproles. It's ironic. Darren Sproles is with the Eagles. C.J. Sproles has taken up that role with the uh, New Orleans Saints, and he's going to get involved in the, in, in the uh, passing game. Uh, I think uh, uh, Spiller is an ideal flex player today. I think he definitely gives you uh, um, double digits um, um, in, in that flex position. Another guy I, I really like uh, and I talked about him last week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and he's he's raised eyebrows and, and become really co- become the number one wide receiver. Everyone thought it was Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks has been pretty quiet, even though I think he wakes up this week. I also think up uh, quite naturally that Willie Sneed, who who's who's getting a lot of targets, um, who's undrafted. Believe this kid is undrafted. The lead, leading receiver last week with six catches for 89 yards, and he's replaced Brandon Coleman, who a lot of um, preseason hype thought was going to be a uh, factor. Well, it's not. It's uh, Willie Sneed. I think both these guys, because of who they go up against, uh, talking about the Philly um, defense, who's 29th in preventing fantasy points uh, against wide receivers, I think both these guys take a stroll into the end zone with about four, five, six catches, somewhere around there, 70, 80 yards, and a nice stroll. Each one of them, I'm calling each one of them, Brandon Cooks 
and Willie Sneed to take a nice stroll into the end zone. On the other side of the ball, let me talk about these guys because uh, I think Chip Kelly said earlier in the week he's got to rethink about how he he he's calling plays and 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 utilizing his guys. Demarco's calling for more, t- excuse me, more touches, um, and I do believe he's going to get them, uh, and and pro- probably. Give him the opportunity to go north, south, not east and west in this offense, um, and give give the highest paid running back they got. I know that that they it looks like Ryan Matthews, who I don't like in this game, is the best option in this offense. But they paid uh, Demarco Murray some nice bucks to be the number one wide receiver. I mean, number one running back, and he he's got to be given the ball to to warrant that. So I do believe. Uh, DeMarco Murray is is, is uh, um, going to be given a rock against a defense that's mid, exactly in the middle, number 16 against preventing fantasy points uh, against running backs, um, and that's why they like DeMarco Murray not not at RB one, not an RB two, but in a flex, um, definitely he's a strong flex uh, in my opinion. He's a strong flex in my opinion. Now, the uh, two guys that I think are, are going to um, do well, um, especially one against the other, the, the uh, Zach Ertz, New Orleans is 30th against preventing fantasy points against attack tight end. So the Zach Ertz uh, owners, um, I think this is one of the best weeks to put Zach Ertz in your, have Zach Ertz in your lineup and the benefit from that, and quite naturally, targets equal opportunities, and opportunities equals <clears throat> hopefully fantasy points. And I'm talking to you that that Jordan Matthews, who's the one, number one wide receiver, even though New Orleans is sixth, excuse me, ninth against preventing fantasy points against opposing wide receivers, I still think because he's going to get targeted enough that uh, um, he he's going to um, get a wide receiver two type numbers, and, and that includes a trip into the end zone. I'm talking about Jordan Matthews. Talk to me, Victor. Okay. Firstly, I'm going to tell you that um, I don't believe Brandon Coleman's worth the the, the roster spot anymore. Um, no. He is returning kicks. He is yep. doing several things outside of being the number one wide receiver. Because if you think about it, they let go – of one receiver, they traded him to Miami, and uh, you know that was their go-to guy, or, or supposed to be their go-to guy of the future. But they let Brandon Cooks come in, second-year guy, and try to take the spot. Marquise Colston is a mere afterthought. Um, yep. But with um, with Drew's issues with his arm, I believe he probably took a cortisone shot of some sort in order to get you know, on the field, but um, I believe he's going to throw short. You're not going to see too many deep balls from Drew in this game right? because it takes a wind-up. Now, with that being said, Philly can't play man-to-man coverage with Vernon Maxwell. Uh, Not Vernon Maxwell. Byron Maxwell. uh, Byron Maxwell. They can't. Oh, no. Because he's getting beat. He's getting burnt like bad toast. Yeah, so I mean, I just, means, you must you must have been reading my mind. I was just saying, my, they didn't even nickname him Toast. 
Because he's, well, he's always getting burnt. Yeah, man. Wow. So so with that being said, they're going to have to play a cover three. Yes. They're going to have to play a cover three if they think that, you know, that helps their highly paid defensive back. As far as DeMarco Murray goes, mm-hmm. um, if they go to the pistol, and, and what I mean by the pistol is the way Peyton Manning is using, using the pistol, directly behind the cornerback, that sets up just like the eye formation. Right. That gives DeMarco Murray opportunities to run uh, north and south versus east and west. Right. Further, further, it doesn't really hinder his offense. All it does is make the quarterback uh, have to step up maybe two feet than what he normally gets the ball at. And on passing downs, he can easily just get the snap, back up like two two steps, and let DeMarco pick up the blitz from either the left or the right or from the center. Right. You know, I think that would be the best option if Chip refuses to put uh, Bradford under center. Um, but you're going against a team in New Orleans who's trying to change their identity. C.J. Spiller is in there to help Mark Ingram. And Mark Ingram has not been a world beater, but he hasn't been that bad. And Spiller's been in and out of the lineup, so, you know, you never know what happens there. Uh, But Philly needs to win this game. They're at home. Yep. They are at home. And the last time they were at home, they got embarrassed. And um, teams decided to – well, not teams, but fans decided to post videos and say all types of stuff about Chip and tell him to get his stuff together, saying they've never been that embarrassed. And he can't afford to do it. So I think they let all the – the, the bells and whistles hang out right now. Yep. And uh, you see, I think Nelson Aguilar is going to have a big game in this game. Nelson Aguilar and Jordan Matthews, the two young guys that they let Jeremy Macklin and uh, Jackson go for. Right. And they kept Riley Cooper. Go figure. Um, but I think they're going to have to have a big game. I think Bradford actually throws for three bills in this game. So, really? Uh, yeah, I, 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 he, he shouldn't be on anybody's waiver. But if he is, um, this is the day to play him. You know, I really think that that's that's the situation um, because the defense of of uh, New Orleans, well, they brand dink and dunk the, the entire. So. If Bradford can get the ball deep, they'll destroy New Orleans. But Bradford will be the play for me in this game. Um, now, as far as, as uh, New Orleans goes, yeah, I'm looking at Spiller and Ingram. Not so much Drew, but Spiller and Ingram. Uh, everybody else can't do much for me. At least I don't think they can. That's what I got, my friend. Okay. Well, let's go to the next game. That's going to be um, the former Cleveland team against the new Cleveland team. Um, talking about the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Cleveland um, Browns in a AFC North um, matchup. And um, 
No, I think you didn't go Sean Kingston. <laughs> Somebody call 911 because Baltimore has – where are your wide receivers? Where is your offense in this? Now, quite naturally, um, Justin Forsett, who some people, and I think including the person on the other end, didn't think he was going to do too much, has finally gotten some room and ran pretty well last week for uh, uh, over 100 yards, 150 yards, if I'm not mistaken, on 27 carries, um, even though he hasn't gotten into the end zone. Um, I think uh, against this uh, defense, uh, the Cleveland defense, who is 29th against the running back position, 22nd against the wide receiver position, 25th against the tight end position, and 26th against the quarterback position in preventing fantasy points. Uh, Baltimore, if you, you're home, Joe Flacco and company, if you don't do it today, you got issues. Um, this is setting up for Baltimore to have a decent offensive day. Uh, I think Justin Forsett runs uh, for 80 yards at least with a visit into the end zone. He In this Mark Tressman's offense, he gets involved in the – um, pass the game also, uh, six or seven yards, six or seven catches, about 40 to 50 yards. I think Justin Forsett is finally going to um, uh, back-to-back weeks and, and paying off for loyal fantasy owners who who, who picked them up uh, uh, in, in their drafts or traded away, traded for him. Um, uh, even though Steve Smith is not there, uh, Joe Flacco has a new toy in Kamir Aiken, um, who I think can take advantage of uh, the defense, um, the passing defense of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, it's a mismatch because Crockett Gilmore, who's a tight end, uh, young tight end, uh, um, is hurt dealing with a hamstring, if I'm not mistaken, is not going to be playing. Um, so you got a mixture of Nick Boyle and Max Williams, uh, who I don't think should be playing. Um, anybody should have him in, in their lineup because um, these guys rotate in and out. If one of them was the go-to guy um, past Crockett Gilmore, I would say to play one of them this in this game, but I could I can't uh, call that. Um, I think Justin Tucker proved last week that he's one of the top. Uh, field goal kickers in the league, the amount of kicks that were um, missed, including the, the, the game that Baltimore played and won last week because of the kickers. Um, he is a viable option in the um, place kicker position, so I think you, he's definitely a play here. Uh, on the other side, now, Gary Barnage um, is a – I wouldn't – I know he's been balling out the last few weeks. I know he's been an option for Josh McGowan. Um, but Baltimore is number one against preventing fantasy points against the tight end. So, in my opinion, look somewhere else. If you don't have him, then then go that route. But don't expect uh, what he's been doing the last week, talking about Gary Barnage on the Cleveland side. But I do expect the number one receiver who's been balling out and surprising a lot to see um, – um, is Travis Benjamin, who's a big play wide receiver, uh, can get behind a defense that's 31st 
and preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. That's talked that's talk about the um, Baltimore Ravens. is an excellent play uh, in, in here. I think Travis Benjamin goes for a bill and, and six catches and a touchdown. Um, bad defense. They can't they can't stop wide receivers, and, and he's definitely a good play. Um, Duke Johnson uh, involved in the passing game, very good flex position flex position play, especially in PPR. Um, past that, uh, I got nothing. I don't like Josh McGowan. Never have, never will. Consistent backup quarterback, um, but uh, I can't even I can't even call it. Form to be a uh, bye week film. Talk to me, Victor. Well, if if folks listen to yesterday's show, the uh, FSP Saturday edition show, you know how I feel about this game. Um, I disagree with you on the tight end situation. I think because the receivers are gone, uh, Max and the other tight end are going to have to step in and be the go-to guys at wide receiver, um, so to speak. Also believe um, number one against the tight end position. I'm telling you, Baltimore is. Well, Baltimore is in the ones in need of wide receivers. So, you know, Cleveland, on the other hand, I'm thinking, well, Travis Benjamin is all they got. Isaiah Crowell, afterthought. Um, Duke Johnson, don't even have him probably on somebody's uh, waiver wire right now. Um, I don't trust Josh McGowan. I really don't. It doesn't matter to me uh, whether it's – well, it does matter. Let me let me change that. If it's, you know, Johnny Menzel who likes to throw the ball to him, I'm, I'm cool with it. But when it's not Johnny Menzel throwing the ball to him, I think it's a, a difficult situation for Cleveland wide receivers. Uh, but Travis Benjamin's a top five not a top ten, a top five receiver in the NFL right now, fantasy wise. Yep. So when I look at all the things that go on, I say, mm, fantasy. I'm not too thrilled at, at this game at all. But Justin Forsett is that guy you have in your lineup. Um, I matter of fact, I have him in all of my lineups on FanDuel, DraftKings, and I, I'm just now beginning to play the Yahoo single-day fantasy football games. So, you know, I, I have him on all of them, um, him and and, and Benjamin. Uh, but we haven't talked about the game where I have most of my players. At least I don't think you have. But uh, that's all I'm looking for in, the, in this game. I'm not going to tune in to watch it because I don't care about it. I'll be honest with you. There's no – the only value I see is that it might be a smash-mouth game. Run, run, run on both sides. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I don't see anything that I want to to really tell the fantasy owners out there to jump on board about. Speak, speaking of jumping on board, um, we're going to the um, Wisconsin Lambeau Field where the St. Louis Rams are visiting the Green Bay Packers. And welcome to Fantasy for all these uh, fantasy owners that were loyal and drafted him. Uh, I'm talking about the guy I uh, uh, was thoroughly impressed with and watched the whole game. Talking about Todd Gurley. This kid is the real deal. Um, St. Louis Rams took Todd Gurley instead of Melvin Gordon. 
and uh, they must have been listening to me and Mr. FSP um, during draft season, uh, during draft day, because the fact is you and I both agreed that a Wisconsin running back, the history of a Wisconsin running back um, tells you that uh, buyer beware. I'll put it like that, buyer beware. And up until this point, uh, yes, uh, up until uh, um, uh, Ron Dana, yes, and up until uh, the history. Just look at the just look at the um, um, the history of Wisconsin running backs and how well they've fared in the uh, uh, NFL. Tells you that uh, Melvin Gordon, up until this point, now he, he supposedly he was supposed to break the mold of the the um, stigma of a Wisconsin running back into the NFL. But he hasn't done that yet, and uh, he, he may in the future. But for now, up until this point, uh, we we you, we you and I have been proven right. Uh, they waited, took their time with Todd Gurley, um, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but Todd Gurley up until this point, up until last week, was running with a knee brace. Well, Todd Gurley took off his knee brace in practice over this past week telling me that he feels more comfortable now without a knee brace um, that he he could take it off. So quite naturally, a, a lot of running backs, a knee brace hinders them and slows them down that, that little bit. If he feels that much more comfortable and confident of his uh, surgically repaired knee, the way he ran for over 140 yards last week, um, and he'd gone against a Green Bay defense, that um, um, is uh, 27th 27th preventing fantasy points. Uh, It it, it tells me that um, he's going to have a good day. Now, just for your edification, people, uh, in one of my rosters, I have Eddie Lacy, my number one running back, Todd Gurley, as my number two running back. So um, it, all on one roster. So I'm expecting a uh, dose of Todd Gurley running against a Green Bay defense that can be run on in the running back position. And that's the only player that I'm um, calling for in the from the St. Louis Rams, the only player that I see that's a viable fantasy option. Now, I know Tavon Elson had a very good week last week. And he's used in the running game and in the passing game. Um, But Green Bay is number four, number four in preventing fantasy points in the wide receiver position. So I'm thinking it's going to be the Todd Gurley show, uh, and that's who I like on the um, St. Louis side. On the (laughs) Green Bay side, come on, people, 48-0. You know what that statistic is? That's how many – touchdowns Aaron Rodgers has thrown and the zero is the amount of interceptions he has thrown in Lambeau 48 touchdowns and a big donut in interceptions now it's going to happen sooner or later um I'll tell you that right now it's going to happen sooner or later and um St. Louis is number three in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback but we're talking about Aaron Rodgers so you got to play Aaron Rodgers. There's no two ways about it. You don't sit Aaron Rodgers. I don't care what kind of defense 
It is. Uh, Eddie Lacy, I still think, even though St. Louis is, uh, uh, um, not even though, St. Louis is 27th against uh, the running back position, um, I got to believe that uh, Eddie Lacy is going to have a very good day. They're going to run Eddie, Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy's historically been a slow, slow starter. Uh, to the NFL season, and he builds up momentum going forward. So September was a slow week, I mean, slow month. I think he's going to get stronger and stronger as the, as the uh, uh, NFL season goes on. So I, I like Eddie Lacy in this quite naturally. Got to play Randall Cobb. Uh, uh, um, the the the, the um, um, Chris Carter in the 2015 season. Uh, for the Green Bay Packers is James Jones. All he does is catch touchdowns, and I think he does it in this one too. Uh, with that, Victor, it's on you. Um, real quickly, I'll tell you that um, in this game, I I too agree with you that Ty Gurley will be the um, factor for uh, St. Louis. Now, on the same, uh, on the other side, I look for Ty Montgomery to do that and do something special in this game. I really do. Um, now, if Kirk Cousins can throw all on these St. Louis Rams because they're playing zone, I think Aaron Rodgers will probably cut them up as well. But Devontae Adams is out. So James Jones and Randall Cobb, who actually banged up, should have a good game. Now, another guy you didn't mention, but he's – starting to come into his own is uh, Randall Rogers, or I, I can't remember his first name. But it's Rogers, though. The Richard, tight end. Richard Rogers is tight end. There you go. Too inco- there you he's go. too inconsistent. He's too inconsistent. That's why I want to read why it. I didn't mention him. Got it. But I think he, just like Jordan Reed did, um, could have a pretty good game versus his defense. Um, I don't expect a lot for Eddie Lacy in this game because they're they're a big run stuffing game. But when the Redskins gashed them with Alfred Morris and Matt Jones, I was like, well, maybe they can. Maybe I don't know, but um, we'll see what happens with Eddie Lacy in this game. But uh, I, I look for top step up and uh, that. Game. I'm famous for calling receivers uh, a year or two before they actually uh, explode. But I think uh, Ty is going to step up in this game and, you know, give Devontae Adams a reason to hurry up and get healthy. Uh, Because right now, I think James Jones is being the favorite target of Mm -hmm. uh, Aaron. And Randall been the guy that's, okay, well, I'll get the first down. He's been a possession receiver as to the explosive receiver. So we'll see what happens in this game. But fantasy value solely, in my opinion, lies on the Green Bay side of the ball. Okay. Uh, Let's move on to um, a a very interesting game. Um, Two young quarterbacks, uh, and one coming off a bye, the other one coming off a – Surprising loss, a disappointing loss, uh, um, filled with penalties that the quarterback position could have had a monster, pretty good day. Uh, two two penalties called back, two touchdowns called back from penalties. Um, I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills last week. That Ty, uh, Ty Taylor 
um, threw for one and ran for another and cost him a, a, a pretty big day in the fantasy. Um, and I'm calling for a uh, uh, one of these defenses, which is a big play uh, for a lot of a lot of um, fantasy owners, and the other one is a sneaky play. Um, we're talking about the Buffalo Bills visiting, coming off of by Tennessee Titans. Now I got some guys here that I think um, are going to be uh, probably sitting on waiver wires and shouldn't be. Um, this may not be an ideal. Um, uh, situation, but I think going forward, uh, seeing that they have a favorable schedule, I'm talking about the Tennessee Titans, especially in, in the running back position, that uh, An- Antonio Andrews, who? Antonio Andrews, um, for those who didn't know, uh, when they played the Indianapolis Colts, um, was the lead back um, uh, and had the most touches of all the backs in, uh, in t- the Titans, even though they lost against Indianapolis in a two-point loss, um, Antonio Andrews was the uh, better of the three backs that they played. I'm talking about Terrence West, Bishop Sankey, and Antonio Andrews. And I think coming off a of bye, this is going to be very interesting. Um, um, I would grab him sitting on the waiver wire. They have one of the most favorable um, schedules for running backs. I'm talking about the Tennessee Titans. But if you put Antonio Andrews on your waiver wire, I mean on your uh, bench, if you have bench position, and just watch and see what happens uh, on the amount of touches uh, these three backs get. Um, I, I like it. The the Antonio Andrews as the better of the three uh, with more upside than the other three, uh, or the other two, I should say, in Bishanky and Terrence West. Um, so put he may not well Buffalo Bills, who are number seven against preventing fantasy points uh, in a running back position. That's the one strong suit, believe it or not, that the Buffalo Bills have uh, uh, in in preventing fantasy points against the back position and a wide receiver position. The strongest suit is stopping the run. Uh, They can get torched big time in uh, the pa- the uh, passing game. So I'm saying, in my opinion, in my opinion, I know this is the Buffalo Bills, but they're on the road in Tennessee coming off a bye in a bye week. Um, uh, you got four quarterbacks that aren't playing this week, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, um, Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know some of those aren't stellar um quarterbacks that you would play, I would play Marcus Mariota in this game, coming off a bye, coming off a team, uh, coming off, uh, coming against a team that's weak against the pass, um, and a guy that is very safe with holding on, uh, 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 not having turnovers in Marcus Mariota. He's a good bye week feeling, in my opinion. Um, and that, with that being said, I like Kendall Wright, who's been one of the favorite targets of Marcus Mariota. And quite naturally, I've been talking about this guy for the last two seasons and Delaney Walker, and he hasn't changed his stripes from one one year last year with a different quarterback as in this year. Uh, So big-time plays in Kendall Wright and Delaney Walker in in the passing game. I like both these guys to get a visit into the end zone. On the other side of the ball, or on the side of the, the field, I should say, in the Buffalo Bills, 
LaShawn McCoy's out. Uh, Carlos Williams is out. Uh, we're going to – who are we going to on Buffalo, Victor? Booby Dixon. <laughs> why Why he wants, wants to be named Booby, I don't know. But Booby's going Neither to be running the, running, running the football. And it's a possibility. I think uh, – um, um, and I forget his first name, Heron. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be – he got signed, and, and he may be – Yeah, he may be um, – Backing up um, Booby Dixon in here, and they may be uh, going back and forth in that. Now, I do like Tyrod Taylor in, in this, even though the Titans are thirteenth uh, against preventing fantasy points against the uh, quarterback. Uh, believe it or not, people, and I, I, I picked up the Titans, and this is a defense. Um, uh, this is another defense that's a sneaky defense for the simple reason: the Titans, believe it or not are in the top 15, uh, number 13 against preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position, number 11 against against the running back position, and 16 against the wide receiver position. So even though the Titans, and most people say, well, the Titans, the Titans defense, um, in my opinion, coming off a bye, playing home against an offense like this, I like the Titans as a sneaky play if you're looking for a um, defense and, and, and need to use somebody. So talk to me, Victor. Who do you like? Well, uh, I like Delaney Walker. I like him playing. Uh, Mariota likes to get him the ball, and I think that's a good thing. Um, although I do not like your running back choice for Tennessee. Double A is what I'm going to call him. Um, I, I listen. Buffalo stops the run. They have a, a history of being a great defense, but their pass defense is suspect this year. Um, I believe Darrell Beckham might show up in this game. I really think he might show up in this game. Um, because of that, he's a tall, strong receiver that can get open, and against a subpar secondary. You know, isn't going to be too happy again this week with his secondary, but I think his team's going to win the game. Tyrod Taylor is going to make magic without, uh, well, I'm not going to say without because I don't know if Sammy Watkins is playing or not, but uh, Watkins, Harvin, Reed, those guys are actually pretty good. But I look for uh, Charles Clay to have a good visit into the end zone. Tennessee has a very fast defense. Yep. So they can yep. attack you. They can attack mm-hmm. you. However, yep. I think, you know, with a mole quarterback and a dual threat quarterback in Tyrod Taylor, um, he's going to have to pass the ball in this game to win. I don't trust Booby Dixon when he's when his name was Bobby Dixon. I didn't trust it trust it either when he was with San Francisco. Um so I guess he decided to change his name once he left San Francisco and said, well, I'm coming out. I want the world to know. I guess. I don't know. But the bottom line is that um, Rex, is, is he's, he's got his hands full. He's probably going to be without Shady for three more weeks. At least I told understand. you about that. I told you, man. Well, hamstrings. I told you. I told you about it. I didn't like when you picked him up. I didn't like him. 
Hamstrings well, are, 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 are uh, 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 shaky. Hamstrings are shaky. And he's got a grade two hamstring strain. So that, that's, that, that, that's multiple weeks. That is true. And that's why I got DeMarco Murray to add with my AP and Devontae Freeman collection in that mm-hmm. one league. But mm-hmm. the point that I'm making is that it's going to be frustrating. It's going to be very frustrating for Rob, I mean, for Rex and Buffalo, but I think they'll do well in this game. So, uh, yeah, I'd actually play, would actually play Percy Harvin in this game um, yep. with a, a, a lot of receivers out on by. You got Brandon Marshall out. You got, uh, uh, well, um, not too many other big name receivers are out, but, you know, I, I think this is a good opportunity to get him involved in the game as well. So that's all I got on this game, JT. Okay, and we have five. Go ahead. We got five games to go, and we're going to be going into overtime. We got about a minute left in, 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 in regular overtime. So, people, if you, you want to hang with me. Do you want to adjust the time? I can adjust the time right now. What do you mean? I can well, make I, it longer than 90 minutes. It's, it's a, it, no. I mean, we got an hour and a half show. Um, and we're going to be going into overtime, and we should be finishing about 15 minutes. So, um, okay, I was going to say 20. I was going to give you 30 more, but all right. Too yeah, we should, be, we should be about we should be done in about 15 minutes. So, uh, we're going to be going into overtime. So, that those who are staying, who are going to be staying with me, stay with me. With we're going to finish it up until the Monday night game. Those who are going to be leaving us. Catch the rest of this in the archive if you want. Um, I know the fantasy season, uh, uh, fantasy. Uh, other shows are coming on or are or, or, or on. Uh, but catch us next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we'll be here again. Or definitely I'll be here uh, to catch the master plan. We'll be, we'll be doing the same thing with uh, more bye weeks. Um, but uh, we are in overtime as of right now. Okay. Next on a, a docket is the Arizona Cardinals visiting the Detroit Lions. Um, and with the Detroit Lions uh, – Still looking for their first win. Bad, bad loss. Uh, bad officiating cost them a chance to win for the first time and, and upset the uh, Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. So they go home with their tails between their legs, visiting an offense that it was reeling and got thoroughly surprised last week and, and looking to get back on track. Um, they're, uh, uh, I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Uh I know that if you look at the numbers, Carson Palmer's fantasy numbers have been progressively been going down from week four, from week one to week four. Um, but I think uh, uh, he's still a, a QB one without a shadow of a doubt. So I'm not even going to say play Carson Palmer. That's in my opinion, that's a no brainer. Uh, Andre Ellington uh, is coming back off a, uh, off an injury. Um, he's going to return this week and join the backfield of Chris Johnson and uh, David Johnson. Uh, David Johnson is going to be probably pushed to the bench, um, maybe not completely because Carson Palmer likes throwing to David Johnson. Um, just look at what happened near the end of that game before uh, uh, the uh, end of regulation. Carson Palmer was looking for uh, David Johnson. But Andre Ellison and Chris Chris Johnson, who's going to be the starter, meaning Chris Johnson. Uh, in my opinion, uh, out of the two, uh, since uh, Ellington's coming back off of an injury, 
Chris Johnson would be a play here, but he's only flex position in my opinion. Um, Detroit desperate for a win. Um, going to throw the kitchen sink at the uh, Arizona Cardinals, but there's two guys that are definite viable plays here. Uh, Larry Fitz, who's been rejuvenated and who's who's uh, Carson Palmer's um, go-to guy and who plays in the slot, moved to the slot, and uh, has been a uh, rejuvenated his career in the slot from the outside. Now he's in the slot position, and he's used all over the field, and Carson Palmer goes to him on a regular basis. He's a QB, uh, excuse me, an RB1, not RB, Jesus, wide receiver one, uh, in my opinion. I think he get the trip into the end zone. Michael Floyd is another guy uh, that I think is, is a um, wide receiver three with uh, upside uh, in here because there's going to be a lot of attention to uh, Fitzgerald. But I think um, uh, on the outside, uh, Michael Floyd is going to exploit that Detroit backside. Um, <clears throat> one guy I, I, I like, and I still like him, uh, and he's been consistent because the offense moves the ball even if they don't get into the end zone. This guy has been extremely consistent, and the inconsistent play of kickers, um, as illustrated last week, he's one of the most reliable. Second-year kicker, um, Chandler Canazero, is a good play, in my opinion, especially in ideal conditions in the zone, in, in a dome. On the other side of the ball, uh, Calvin Johnson fans have been disappointed, and I still think Pat, Patrick, Patrick Peterson and company are going to keep Calvin Johnson under wraps. Um, Matt Stafford has been extremely inconsistent and regressed from last year to this year. Uh, and that uh, Arizona defense, we will like in this game. Um, uh, I think uh, it's going to keep Matt Stafford on a lot of people's benches. Um, I like Amir Abdullah. I know this is the defense that uh, I'm talking about the Cardinals defense that is eighth against preventing fantasy points against the running back position. But I think Abdullah is, is, is the type of back that can be used uh, in the running and passing game. And if if I was using a Detroit running back, um, I would, in, especially in PPR, um, who they like using a lot is the Theo Riddick. Uh, and may, he could be on a lot of fantasy benches, but I like Theo Riddick in this game. And uh, I think a lot of attention is going to be on Golden Tate, uh, excuse me, on Calvin Johnson. I think Golden Kate, Tate will be the one to um, uh, pick up the slack and get a little bit more involved in the offense. Uh, and he could be used in your flex position, wide receiver four, somewhere around there. Um, Eric Ebron is hurt. He's got a, he's got a knee issue. He's not going to be playing. So um, the only other option I have would to uh, go in a different direction if you're looking for a tight end it ain't in Detroit. Um, all right, Victor, talk to me. Real quick, Patrick Peterson always has a rough day with Megatron. Um, so I think they're going to try to get Megatron on board here. Golden Tate, on the other hand, he needs to step up and be that guy like he was last year when uh, was out. I agree with you that uh, Matthew has regressed a little bit, but they brought in the same quarterback coach that was the quarterback coach for Peyton Manning um, first couple years uh, under um, 
Tony Dungy and then Tony Dungy's replacement, who is now the head coach in Detroit. The problem is Matthew Stafford does not have the the mental ability. I say the mental ability of Peyton Manning. Um, he has the gifts. He also has the weapons. But I don't think he has the ability to read the defenses quite like Peyton does. And that's the problem with Detroit. Without a run game, a, a strong, strong run game, I don't think that uh, Detroit's going to do too much. So, uh, so with that being said, uh, I look for Chris Johnson to have a, a big game here. Um, also, that uh, as long as Carson's healthy, and we've said this before, Fitzgerald's going to be a, a receiver you must have or can trade for or trade because he'll have value. Um other than that, I, I'm not too uh, up on on Detroit winning this game. Ziggy Ansah might have a good game because the statue's back there in Carson Palmer. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. We'll see. We shall see. All right, let's move on and, to a game that I think uh, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a statement game, but uh, I, I think that uh, everybody is uh, on board that. Uh, um, the score is going to get run up just like it's got run up on the other teams um, that they've already played. I'm talking about the New England Patriots visiting the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas Stadium. And Tom Brady, who's been balling out, is going to ball out here. So quite naturally, um, Tom Brady owners, uh, you're going to play Tom Brady. Uh, even though um, the Dallas Cowboys are um, – Ninth in preventing fantasy points against in the quarterback position, eleventh preventing uh, um, uh, fantasy points in the wide receiver position, and seventh in preventing fantasy points against the tight end position. So we're talking about Julian Edelman, Ron Gronkowski, and Tom Brady going against at least the top eleven uh, defense preventing fantasy points in those three respective positions. So do you sit Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Ron Gronkowski? I don't think so. JT. Uh, I, yes, sir. I got I got to tell you, though, you got Sean Lee, Rolando McClain, and Greg Hardy coming back. I understand if Greg that. Hardy, if he didn't run his mouth, if he didn't run his mouth, Brady probably wouldn't go off on him. But I think you're right. I, yeah, you don't you don't sit these guys uh, quite naturally. Tom Brady, you're never going to sit. You know he's been balling out. Julian Edelman is a PPR machine. I mean, uh, I think he's going to he's going to catch double digits. Yeah, I'm saying double digit uh, uh, passes. That's that's how many passes. I mean, he targets Julian Edelman gets that he's going to warrant double digits in just catching the ball. So uh, I think he gets close to 80, 90 yards. Uh, I think he gets into the end zone. And I think Ron Gronkowski, quite naturally, that's his favorite target. Or well, who is his favorite target? Because he's thrown to everyone. Um, I think Gronkowski gets seven or eight catches, probably, probably hits that one bill uh, in touchdowns and catch at least one touchdown pass because um, this team is on a mission to destroy whoever it goes up against and uh, Jerry Jones, uh, as, as much as he talked uh, about the Patriot uh, um, 
situation in Deflategate. I think they're going to definitely want to coming off a bye, make a statement uh, like they've made in the first three, three, three or four weeks, uh, three weeks, and, and the, um, wear out the uh, Dallas Cowboys, who's missing Tony Romo, who's missing Des Bryant, and doesn't have a viable running option in um, uh, um, in Dallas. We'll get to Dallas first, and I also think that the uh, the weakest point of the Dallas offense, I mean defense, is against the run. And Garrett Blunt, I think, has a decent day with about 60, 70, 80 yards, somewhere around there, and a visit into the, to the end zone. They're going to rack up some points in here. On the other side of the ball, because of the um, loss of uh, Lance Dunbar, who was the pass-catching running back, you're going to see a sighting of Christian Michael. Um, quite naturally, Joseph Randall is the lead back. Uh, Darren McFadden is supposed to take the place of uh, Lance Dunbar in the passing part of it. Um, New England is ninth in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. Um, so Joseph Randall and company – have done well running in the running position in the first half of the last two games. They need to put a full game in in order to have a decent chance, and I think a decent chance, against the uh, New England Patriots. Um, it's hard for me. No, it's not. No, it's not. You put either one of these guys, if you have them, one's going to be involved in a passing game in a PPR uh, league. That, that would put you into the flex the other one's going to be the main main uh, guy to, to run the football. Both these guys are viable, in my opinion, viable flex flex options. Okay. Uh, otherwise, than that, the only other guy that I would think would have a fantasy relevance in here is the safe position um, that uh, Brandon Whedon likes to throw to, and that's the uh, tight end position. So I would go with to Jason Witten and. Um, that's that's what I got. Talk to me. All right. So I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys and I hate the Patriots. Unfortunately, uh, I hate the Cowboys more than I hate the Patriots. But here's the deal. I think Greg Hardy needs to get into football shape. I don't know what he's in now, but he's a terror. He's a terror. You bring back Sean Lee. You bring back Rolando McClain in this matchup, and that's going to help that defense immensely. Will it help the offense? No. No, it won't. The defense is going to have to score a lot in this game for the Cowboys. Um, I think Tom Brady is on a mission. He's going to say, okay, you want to talk about my baby, my wife, my boo-boo, my bun-bun? Gotcha. I'm going to take care of business. I think Jimmy Loveman will have double-digit targets. Will he have double-digit catches? I don't know. But a guy that can actually do some damage versus this this uh, Cowboy defense, I believe, is Lewis. I think Lewis can um, actually do what C.J. did, catch the ball out the backfield and take it the distance. Now, are they going to run LeGarrette Blunt? Probably. But I think uh, Lewis deserves the, the opportunity to go in there and and um, put a little hurting on him. That's the only 
uh, thing I'm going to say, because I know we're short in time, but uh, Cole Beasley. Look out for Cole Beasley in this game as well. That's what I got, JT. Okay, yeah, well, it could be. It could be. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. Let's move on to the, uh, oh, Battle of the AFC West teams. Uh, and this is a – I called for an upset in there, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday. But we don't pick winners and losers here. Let's go to the Oakland Raiders visiting uh, – excuse me, the uh, Denver Broncos visiting the Oakland Raiders in Oakland, uh, one of the 4 o'clock games. Um, and uh, you know what? We're going to go to a different scenario here. I'm going to take the Oakland Raiders. You take the Denver Broncos. And, and uh, this is who I like here. I like uh, – uh, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. So, and um, Denver is uh, uh, 21st against preventing fantasy points against the running back position. So I like Latavius Murray in here. I think he visits the end zone. I guess he gets six or seven yards. Excuse me, 60 or 70 yards. Uh, and he's also involved in the passing game. So I like him to pick up about uh, 20 or 30 yards with two or three catches. So in my in my opinion, uh, he's a low end. Wide receiver, excuse me, low end uh, running back two, uh, and definitely a flex option here. Uh, and the only other guy, I know Amari Cooper has been tearing it up, um, but we got one of the best defenses, uh, including the best defensive backfield in, in the Denver Broncos. They're number one against wide receivers uh, and preventing wide receiver fantasy points. So Amari Cooper, uh, uh, Temper your expectations, and I hate that phrase, but I have to use it. Temper your expert ex, uh, expectations on what Amari Cooper does uh, here, and, and also with uh, Michael Crabtree. Um, they have very good defensive backfield in, in Denver, and they're going to try to prevent uh, big plays from the wide receiver position, and, and I think um, it, it's going to be a tough road to hoe uh, for Derek Carr. So uh, the, the – they may get um, double digits just from sheer targets and the accumulation of yards. I don't think either one of these wide receivers get into the end zone. And I'm talking about Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper. Um, Derek Carr is not a is not a play for me. It, not against that pass rush, who's the number one against preventing fantasy points in the quarterback position. So um, viable play and. and uh, um, uh, a confident play would be the running back position on Latavius Murray. Talk to me, Victor. You got Denver. All right, real quick, since you brought up the receivers of, of Oakland, Chris Harris and uh, Aqib Talib are pretty daggone good. So yep. I'm going to call that a, a a win-win for Denver. Now, um, Latavius Murray is dealing with a shoulder issue. That means you might see a little bit of Roy Hallou. Um, who can be successful against this defense. The only other thing I can tell you here is that uh, C.J. Anderson, when he broke out, he broke out versus Oakland uh, last year. So we'll see if that happens again this year. I think that uh, Peyton throws for about 250-300 in this game. Now, yesterday on the other show, I said that it might be an upset. Oakland might upset them because they're a little bit more even than they have been in the past. And they're playing in Oakland. So um, Peyton might throw a pick or two. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. But in this game, 
Look for a lot of scoring from your your regulars. Um, Emmanuel, Bebe, C.J. Anderson. Um, I don't think Hillman, even though uh, Gary Kubek has said he wants to get him more involved, I don't think Hillman is going to be that big of a factor in this game. Next game, before I fall asleep again. Oh, you're going to fall asleep on me? Is that what you're telling me? San Francisco at New York Giants. I just got invited to uh, that game. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go, but I just got invited to the game. Um, uh, I'm going to take uh, the uh, San Francisco. You take the Giants. Um, you know what? I'm going to take one 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 player here that I like. Uh, the Giants are 22nd against the run. I think Carlos Hyde, believe it or not, um, I know the Giants are probably going to stack stack the, the box uh, and, and uh, um, let the, or try to let the, um, Colin Kaepernick um, beat them. But I think uh, I think I like Carlos Hyde in this game. Uh, I think he gets uh, probably flex type of um, points uh, near double digits, somewhere around there. It's, and and um, but for the most part. I don't like too many options in, 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 in a dysfunctional offense uh, in the uh, San Francisco 49ers who are are um, pointing in the down position uh, versus the up position. Uh, and Colin, Connect, Colin Kaepernick, who um, looks completely lost in, in that offense. And uh, until I see something different, it's hard for me to even uh, recommend anybody in the uh, San Francisco 49ers because of the dysfunctional um, play of the offense. Talk to me, Victor. Giants. You took the easy team. Well, here's the deal. ODB should get off in this game. Um, I think Eli should also have a very good game here. Daniel Fells should have a very good game here. Um, Even Ruben Randall, I'm being honest. The only people I don't like for the Giants would be their running back situation, mainly because San Fran still has a stout run defense, and with Williams, Jennings, and Vereen, um, you don't know. There's not enough consistency out of them in order to to play them. Um, you play them at your own peril. Uh, with that being said, I think the kickers for both teams will have a good game in this game. I know it's the Sunday night game, so it should be a good one. Carlos Hyde has a lot to prove. He can do it versus this Giants defense. He can. Um, it's just, are they willing to give him the ball? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Last but not least is the uh, Monday night game. The uh, um, San Diego Chargers hosting the um, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, led by uh, Michael Vick. Um, Stevie Johnson hasn't practiced this week because of the hamstring. Not expected to play. Martavius Bryant, who a lot of people were anticipating coming back, hasn't practiced, and, and uh, um, he had, he tweaked his knee, so um, he's not going to be playing um, this week at all. But they still have Le'Veon Bell that they're going to rely on in the run game and the passing game, and uh, I haven't. I'm not even going to talk about him. Let me put it that way. That's that's an automatic play. Uh, you know he's going to be involved in the passing and running attack. Um, the, the guy who's taken a big hit because of uh, Michael Vick being the quarterback is any Antonio Brown owners. Um, 
you got to play him because he's Antonio Brown. But uh, in my opinion, I wouldn't expect a lot, um, um, especially against the San Diego Chargers, who are number two in preventing, excuse me, fantasy points against the wide wide receiver position. Number seven against um, preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position, and thirty first. That's right, thirty first against preventing uh, uh, in, in against uh, excuse me preventing fantasy points against the running back position. So and twenty fourth against the tight end position. So who do I think the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to use the most? Now I know they're going to use want to use Antonio Brown, but like I said, um, San Diego is, is is one of their stronger suits of preventing uh, uh, wide wide receiver points in fantasy. Not against tight end. They're 24th against uh, fantasy points against tight end position. So your Heath Miller options, uh, you didn't, don't have Greg Olson. Uh, you don't have um, Kyle Rudolph. You don't have um, Jordan Cameron. Uh, why not throw Heath Miller in there and take a shot? Uh, the odds are that he has a decent game against a position um, that the Chargers are weak against. And to, uh, and I won't get I'm, – I'm to, I took the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you. Victor, you take the uh, San Diego Chargers. Oh, do well. Real quick, we talked about uh, about the running back situation here with Gordon. He has not proven that he, he can run the NFL just yet. So Danny Woodhead and uh, maybe you might even see a little Brandon Oliver. I, I'm not sure about that. But in this game, you have one healthy wide receiver in Keenan Allen. Ladarius Green is there. And Antonio Gates makes his season debut. I'm telling you, Philip Rivers already leads the NFL in passing. This is the, the game that I have most of my fantasy uh, players in for DraftKings and FanDuel because I think this is going to be an explosive game. Um, that Pittsburgh defense or their secondary is right for the picking. And I, be, I believe Philip Rivers is going to find a way to get the ball to Antonio Gates often. LaDainian mm-hmm. Green will be uh, sprinkled in there as well. And, of course, you have to get the ball to Keenan Allen since he's their only uh, healthy wide receiver. Uh, I expect to see a lot of screens in this game, so that's why I think Woodhead is going to be used heavily. Uh, Again, can Michael Vick lead this team to a victory? Mm -hmm. I say yes. I think he can offensively. Defensively is where I'm worried for Pittsburgh because they have to go against Phillip Rivers and this uh, high-attack offense, which isn't any slouch by any means a stretch of the imagination. So we'll see what happens there. But um, my big plays are the tight ends, Ladarius Green and Antonio Gates. Pittsburgh, all I got, Pittsburgh in preventing fantasy points against the tight end position is 29th. So you got two teams uh, in the bottom um, portion of the uh, rankings that prevent fantasy points against the tight end position. So I expect the tight ends on both sides. Pittsburgh and San Diego to have a big say in what happens in this game. So uh, if you're missing one of the tight ends that are on by uh, quite naturally, Antonio, um, Antonio um, 
Gates, Gates shouldn't be on any should, shouldn't be on anybody's waiver wire, uh, and should be into the lineup and should have a strong game uh, with uh, the connection he has with Philip Rivers and Heath Miller. Uh, even though he's been a afterthought, and Michael Vick may have a big game because he's going to be open in the middle of the field, um, and, and uh, Michael Vick may need him in a big way uh, going into Monday night. So that being said. Uh, we covered all the games that uh, are going to be happening today, tonight, and tomorrow tomorrow night. Uh, Mr. FSP, before we walk out of here and, and try to uh, get ourselves um, um, some uh, fantasy wins this weekend, a- a including on Monday night, what do you have to say before we leave out of here? All I can tell you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, when you – Rock with Mr. FSP to you. You win. JT oh is my guy. See, I'm about to give you a compliment, and then you go, go oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. JT, JT is my guy, and uh, he's giving you good information, so just follow it, and you will be successful. I will admit there have been a couple of plays and players that I've had to listen to them on, um, and they've done me well. But understand one thing. I oh, am the best there is. Mm-hmm. Woo! All right, I'm going to bed. Oh, with that being said, well, thank you for joining me uh, this afternoon or this morning, I should say, and 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 at night for you um, because of the time difference. I appreciate you uh, getting up and spending the time. Uh, get back to bed. Get your beauty re- beauty rest because you sure need it. Um, really, and uh, be really talk, talking guy. to you, talking to, talking you down the road. Tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where uh, I'll be uh, giving you another uh, week six um, uh, fantasy uh, uh, um, analysis. Uh, With that being said, keep the fire burning for your fantasy teams, and good luck this weekend. See ya. Somebody call 911. Shawty fire burning on the dance floor. What's up, one? Keep starting. Let's go, hey! Red one. Hey, hey! Shawty got that super thing. Hot in the sun in the south of Spain. Got me soon as I walk through the door. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.